1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hands and Scotty, thanks for making this part of your afternoon and excited to get this guy here in studio with us. Yes. The great Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. How are you? What's up, I'm, Kurt? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me in. I, great might be overstating it, but I'll take it. Oh, no. <laughs> how's uh, how's the city we call you? Great. City's great. You know what? I love coming here for Summer League. Just A, the Summer League experience is great. The uh, It's not... Vegas used to be kind of a boutique, and now it's it's... A no. zoo and a convention. Yeah. This Jump is such a shark. great, but also the city's wonderful this time of year. Like it's the food's great, people are great. It's it, I I really love coming here. Yeah, uh, you able to find some nightlife here? Yes, <laughs> I, I although honestly, by the time I left last night and went back home and wrote everything, I went. Oh. Is there any place left open that serves like <laughs> I need like a beer and some sort of small bit of food? And so I found a spot. It was great. Yeah, awesome. Hey, so obviously there's a lot of people here in Salt Lake that are fired up about this team. Give me your impressions on what the oh, Jazz did a couple days ab- ago. Absolutely, should be fired up. I mean, this team. What, I mean, like you guys and everybody listening knows, 50-plus wins two years in a row, team that looked like it was going to be going somewhere, and two major upgrades. Well, yeah. a major upgrade in a better style fit in a lot of ways. Like Mike Conley is just a all-star level point guard. With all due respect to Ricky Rubio, he's as good a floor general, as good a defender, and is a much better, much better shooter. Just is going to get guys involved. Is going to set this thing up. It's it's a light years upgrade, um, and it takes another shot creator that creates a little more space for Donovan Mitchell, right? Like Donovan suddenly got room to go. Um, USA got a goal. Yep, up one nothing. Uh, wow, that's the uh, that's the girl from Utah Was that it just press? scored Was that it press that hit that knocked it in. I believe it is. I don't, nice, very good. Uh, so yeah, that seems to be. Her is that not her, Scotty? Yeah, it is her celebrating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's the one that just knocked that in. I think it was a header. So, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's actually that is worth breaking in for. Um, on top of that, though, Bogdanovich. I mean, it hurts to lose. I know Derek Favors was really popular here. Uh, it is a good guy. He's landed on his feet, but Bogdanovich gives you shooting, floor creation, basically a Joe Ingles type player, but a second one of them who's a really nice defender as well. They can just do a lot of things. And then, I, look, I think this is one of the top teams in the West. Obviously, there's. There's a shoe to drop still on that one, but I, they are going to be an absolute force in the West this year. Actually, Scotty, I forgot that, to even talk to you about this. I talked to one of my old coaches from Indianapolis yesterday. Uh, my daughter and my wife are out in Indy, and I talked to him, and he was talking about how Boyan basically owned that city after Oladipo went down. He yeah. said that he took the responsibility of not only that team, but being a spokesperson, a representative, and and the leading scorer for that team, and said he was absolutely clutch, and the yeah. city loved him. I guess up beyond his basketball ability, it seems like he's going to be a great fit, fit. with Donovan yes. Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And I think that when you're Joe when you're Utah, I think one of the things they're really conscious of is is culture and fit. Right? This isn't hey, we can throw we're going to throw Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in the same room and hope that'll with a place where we had great culture and you know knock on wood that's going to work. This is going to have to work with Donovan Mitchell, who's a great guy, and you've just have a, a tradition of that here. You got it. You, you've got in a guy who, like you said, I mean, he upped it. He was scoring more than twenty points a game. He's still shooting better than forty percent from three. He can create a little. He can, and everybody for, kind of forgets this. Two years ago, last time they were in the playoffs, he was the guy on LeBron James. Yeah, he was the guy. They're like, had a you got to go get him, and LeBron. had a really good series. You, he just brings so much to the table. I really, again, I just love how this team is set up, and I think. 
whatever else happens with free agency, whatever happens, well, let's be honest, whatever happens with Kawhi, because that's the big you know, shoot a drop, this is a team that is going to be right there, that is going to be a force, that is going to be a challenge for anybody. What do you think the, uh, I guess, looking the, we'll get back to the Jazz here in a little bit, but, you know, the 800 pound gorilla is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, now it seems like Lakers may be in the lead. What, what, do, you, what do you think here? Um, I'll, I have to preface starting here. Nobody knows. Really, yeah. literally, nobody knows. And a bunch of us were talking about this kind of afterward and it's in the press room after the games last night. If somebody knew, if somebody genuinely knew, one of the newsbreakers or anybody, it would be out there. Like the people. Everybody is getting news, including myself, that yes, the Lakers seem to be the front runners, but there was a good meeting with the Clippers. He's meeting with the Raptors today. And that said, it's it's all second or third hand. Yeah. It's it's nothing. The Lakers, I will tell you, are incredibly confident internally, but it's all second and third hand and just nothing I would nothing I would trust, especially with Kawhi, who's doesn't talk, is an enigma. Um, is going to go his own direction, and there's a lot of people around him pushing one way or the other, but at the end of the day, he's just going to decide what he wants. And it sounds like Toronto is not what he wants, even though that was a kind of tremendous experience. But whether he lands with the Clippers or Lakers, nobody really knows yet. Why is Kawhi doing what he's doing right now? I think I think he wanted to be recruited. I think the people around him wanted to be recruited, and it's not. This isn't uncommon for a guy going through their first uh, free agency, right? I mean, Kevin Durant did this, where he took the meetings a couple of times. LeBron, the first time before the decision, had everybody come to him and do. Yeah. Guys, look, man, everybody likes to be recruited. Everybody wants to be wanted. Everybody wants to hear, you know, how badly you're going to fit. And I think that he even through that wanted that. But I think the people around him wanted a lot of that too. I mean. Look, Magic Johnson, they're requesting Magic Johnson be in the room for the meeting, even though he doesn't work with the team anymore. Was that Kawhi, or was that the people around Kawhi who happened to grow up in Magic's era? You know, yeah. like, there's, it's really hard sometimes to, in this case in particular, because they're just not that experienced, um, separate fact from fiction and reality and, and, and business from ego in this case. Do you think it was a coincidence that after the ma- meeting, the Magic was involved in, then it leaks to the media that uh, the <laughs> Lakers are in the lead? Are you suggesting that Magic can sometimes be a bit... Um, Can't keep his trap yeah, shut? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I do not think that that's an accident at all. And I think that he... he, he I'm sh- No doubt he came out of that with a ton of confidence. Um, whether You know, again, how... <laughs> How justified that confidence is is just really tough to tell from the outside. There's a lot of buzz that it that he's leaning that way. But again, like you said, he leaned that way after meeting with the Lakers. What happens after Doc Rivers yeah. is a fantastic salesman. Yeah. He is a coach everybody wants to play for. Doc Rivers is pro- honestly after Pop's done. Uh, if if we'll see if he Pop does a second turn at Team USA. Doc's next in line. Like Doc, guys will go play for Doc. They will mm. make him the USA coach because. He's a he's a better X's and O's coach. I mean, I think we saw that with the Clippers last year. Better X's and O's coach than people realize, but mostly guys like him. They want to play for him, mm-hmm. and you've got to have a guy coaching Team USA who is able to recruit guys and is above the shoe contract pettiness. It, it will be weird though to see Austin Rivers on Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how this thing works out with the Lakers and the bench of Kawhi Leonard. But let's say Kawhi opts out of the Lakers. How good are the Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis? Uh, I guess it would be Kyle Kuzma, Kyle and, Kuzma uh, and crew. Yeah, right? uh, and and they, 
if he does not choose them, they get hurt the most. Because if he if he doesn't go to the Clippers, the Clippers were always going to keep their powder dry. It was Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, or we're going to wait for the next guy. We are not going in for Jimmy Butler's or the no. next tier down. That's not what they wanted. They want an A-list guy. So they just kind of roll that team back out, which was a lot of fun and hard to play against, and they'll be the same. The Lakers missed out on so many role players. This thing moved so fast this year. Much, A lot of deals were set early, but then when the musical – when players started getting snapped up and roster spots started getting snapped up it gained its own momentum on the you know the night of July 3rd, uh, June 30th into July 1st and so JJ Redick Trevor Ariza um, all these guys that they would have wanted as role players and could have you know if they could have split that 32 up among three guys are gone they're yeah. off the board and i don't know you know they there's a lot of talk about Andre Iguodala getting bought out and going there and there's probably some other guys that they but they're not, you know, DeMarcus Cousins. I know it's not Danny Green would maybe, but Danny Green's going to go wherever Kawhi goes. I'm just not. They're going to have a real tough time rounding out the roster with the kind of guys they need um, without it. And honestly, with it, they're still. I mean, they're taking guys with the minimum. There's yeah. going to be there's a there's a real potential for year one Miami Heat. Yeah, where they're really good because they're really talented, and those three guys are in. You know, the top three players are elite with the Lakers, but getting that to fit smoothly. I mean, that first-year Heat team was not—I mean, they lost in the finals, but they were not smooth all year. There was a lot of fits and starts and just trying to find out who they were. I think there's a lot of that with the Lakers next year. Um, When you look at uh, Anthony Davis, how much—because, you know, there's a lot of talk that he was doing a lot of recruiting as well. Does that make you believe that he's long-term for Los Angeles? There's no way he would have pushed his way there the way they did unless he was going to re-sign. And and if you're Anthony Davis and you're literally entering your prime, you know LeBron is turning 35, he's got three years left, and then he's going to go make movies and do whatever. Well, I guess he's already doing that, but going and producing movies and, and moving on with wherever in his life, and you take over as the face of the Los Angeles franchise. That's why you wanted to be there. So, uh, yes, he's technically a free agent next summer, but um, there's just no way. He he didn't do this to leave. He will, one way or another, be there. I feel like, and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like D'Angelo Russell is a, a round peg trying to go into well, a square Oh, no, hole. you're right. I, I, I will say this. A, he's good. He helps them. They probably make the playoffs, right? I mean, they still got Steph Curry. They got Draymond Green in a contract year. Yeah, we should throw out there. Um, and they, look, I still think they'll be fine. Um, but you no, you're not wrong at all. I, it's seeing him and Steph Curry play together is just—it's going to be weird. That's a pick and roll, ball dominant kind of guy. But they got him, so they didn't get nothing out of this deal. I, at, around the league, it's just considered common knowledge now. At the trade deadline or next summer. He's moved for pieces that fit better because once you put Clay in there, what are you going to do? Run three guard lineups? Yeah, that aren't particularly great defender. Well, Clay can defend, so but he's coming off a major surgery, so he's not moving at full speed right when he gets back. And you know, you know how ACLs are, right? It takes yeah, about a sure. year. Or so, so they're not quite the same this year. It's just I think they, I think it, either again at the deadline or next summer, they move him for players they think are a better fit. Update: England's on the board, one one. Squared it up, man. This is actually a really... This is, this look, Hans and I aren't soccer guys, no. No, I, but I, this is fun. Talking with the soccer people, I know I was, I was telling them before I got on here, my two daughters play travel soccer, and, and so we have a lot of soccer people People we know now <laughs> through yeah. tra- traveling around and talking to people. This was supposed to be kind of a wider open match. Like France yeah. plays a more compact, 
make you beat us kind of style. Uh, England opens it up. They've got some people who are, you know, some ladies who are fast and can score, and uh, that was a really nice shot. Yeah, no doubt. Really nice shot. So uh, we'll keep you updated on the score. I want to circle back to the Jazz a little bit. When you look at this team, when you leave, you lose favors. By the way, and I love the fact he's with New Orleans. I think that's going to yeah, be a really I've, good fit for he, him. I've, he's going to be. They're going to be sneaky good. By the way, yeah, they're going to be JJ Redick. You know, we'll see what Zion becomes. Drew Holiday is another one of those, like Mike Conley. Like people don't realize how good he is until you watch him a lot. It, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but they are sneaky good. Yeah. Um, how much pressure does this put on Rudy Gobert? Because more now, now you've got and and uh, Boyan, great player, but you lose a little bit defensively there. Yeah. A little bit. What happens there? To, I mean, how much pressure does I put on Rudy? A little more, I do think so. I mean, look, I don't think the system of funneling things into him and him dropping back, like the basic system doesn't yeah. change. And he is he is two-time Defensive Player of the Year for a reason. He got my vote both years for a reason. Like, it's, it's legit, but it is going to be a little more pressure. He, more is going to be asked of him on that end to protect the rim and do stuff so they can be aggressive out there. Um, I, it's, it's, their defense still has to be ultimately the core of what they do. They are going to score. They should score better now. Yeah, but there's part of that. And by the way, Ed Davis is a really nice pickup. I was going to ask you about uh, Ed, what you thought there. That is just rock solid journeyman. Will do what you need. Can play some five. Can play some four. Just a good guy in the locker room a, that other teammates love. He, he is the kind of he could play till he's fifty type of quality veteran big man mm-hmm. who just plays within himself, plays smart, and is going to. You're gonna you're gonna end up loving him because he's just strong on the boards. You're gonna you're gonna, man, that guy just does the dirty work, does all the stuff you need somebody to go out and do, and he can play. And what's nice is he can play with Gobert, he can play behind Gobert, he can you can shift him around as needed as the rotations call for over the course of the year. Kurt, have you ever followed an NBA athlete that had been injured maybe four or five years into their initial setting into the NBA, but? Had some moments, got a contract, sitting on ten million dollars because you know we're looking at Dante Exum right now. And uh, yeah, we look at him as a possible X factor, a guy yes. that can give you something if he was able to, uh, health wise. But a guy that everybody's just sick of and frustrated with. I, I would get the frustration there. By the way, I, I, I nobody believes in him quite the way the Jazz believe in him internally. <laughs> like I around the league they're kind of like, well, I don't I don't know. I maybe like these yeah. I mean, and you guys see it. There are flashes. There are moments, but it's not consistent. It's not what it needs to be. And you know, I I the injuries are part of that. The the psychology of coming back from that seems to be part of that, but it's just hard to read from the outside. But they actually I think he's a if if they're really going to make deep runs this year, he could be the kind of X factor, right? Because if he could yeah. come in and give them just twenty quality minutes off the bench and, and do some shot creation. It'd be massive for them, but I don't. Especially where they're in such a need at that at yes, that guard exact, exactly. So I, that it the, he's really got. To, I think there's a, this is the time. Like it's now, but boy, he's an X factor, isn't he? Like a wild yeah. card. You just you really do not know um, what you're getting, and it's you know they're, and they're you capitalized get, where they're at. They're not going to be. You can't replace him easily. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. You know, he's making nine point six, ten million dollars, yeah. so it's hard to go out and get a primary backup point when he's hitting you on the cap as much as he is. Yeah, exactly. And and you're not going to be able to move him for no. quality back. So you you really do need him to be the man, and uh, and 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 start to live up to that at least to some degree. Like, but look, he he may not be everything that the Jazz seem to think he can be. But if he, like you said, if he can just give you quality minutes every night yeah. off the bench consistently. That'd be a huge step forward. 
The great Kurt Heelan joining us here in studio. Take a quick break. Come back. We're uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the NBA free agency madness. Does tampering even really matter anymore? <laughs> talk about it next. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Ryan's Ryan's rolling in here. Ryan, take this mic over here, my man. Ryan from TridayTrading.com joining us. And, and uh, hey, we had the presentation. Hopefully it went well. And uh, a lot of guys getting some great info. Yeah, I think we have a handful of potential uh, day traders. More than nice. a handful, actually. There you go. Good group. So people were interested. Yeah. That's great. Yep. We I have, figured uh, they would be. I mean, more than half people are, are getting started on that, uh, the demo? that trial. We let everybody try it out. So if you didn't get... To come out and see this event, we are going to have another event coming up. Have we assigned a date, or is it just going to try to be a monthly thing? Yeah, we haven't assigned a date yet, but because of the success and interest in this event, we're going to do it more often, and um, we'll start announcing those. But if it's something you're interested in, get in, register for a webinar, let us know you want to come to the next event, and um, we'll get you set up. Were people disappointed in Scotty and I? Or they're okay. I, said, I, I mean, it's... yeah. I mean, the biggest thing was your dance moves. <laughs> we'll do better next time, yeah. Ryan. We'll, we promise. Well, tell them to bring food. I mean, they could at least throw peanuts at us. Something. I mean, <laughs> blast some Neil Diamond from out there. <laughs> Go to TridayTrading.com. That's TridayTrading.com. Check out the webinar. If you missed it today, you got a lot of great info on there as well. Yeah. You can go. You can click which time works for you. You can watch it from home. See how this works. Type in some questions or come see us at the point of the mountain. We'd love to, to answer those questions and get you going. TridayTrading.com. That's TridayTrading.com. Made the segment brought to you in part by the Ute Conference Football. 14 under division they allow players the full high school experience with high school rules and limited weights and real football if you're tired of rec league competition sign up today at uconferencefootball.org this is 97.5 1280 the zone Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, the zone and the zone sports network. Alex Morgan with a header gives Utah State. Or Utah State. We we're just talking about Utah State. USA the lead over England two one. So the Aggies with another goal. And big, Go Aggies. And Go big, blue in Big West action. Getting it done. Ever. Right? Yeah, there you go. Didn't know that. Alex Morgan went to Utah State. Good for her. Oh, man. I can't believe that's the second header goal on the day. Uh, for those of you that didn't see, Christine Press, who plays with the Utah Royals, was able to put the United States on the board with the first goal of the day, and then Morgan just followed it up with another header. I will say this. If you think soccer is boring, you should watch this, because this is a really fun fun matchup here. This has been a lot of fun. So 2-1, Team USA. All right, Kurt Elan from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com, who joins us uh, weekly throughout the NBA season, has been kind enough to do it for the last couple of years, hanging out with us here in studio covering Salt Lake City Summer League, and then you're heading south to Vegas right after this. I'm going home for a couple of days for the 4th and then nice. heading out to Vegas for about a week of, um, you know, that's... I was trying to say, you know, Salt Lake's not hot enough. Where can I go yeah. where I can <laughs> literally just melt? And so Vegas. <laughs> it just yeah, no doubt. Step Especially nothing. Nothing says fun like uh, July and or Vegas in July. Yeah, it's it, when you 
they keep the gyms cold. Because, oh yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people in there, and then there's you know athletes running around and stuff. So they they got the AC cranked up. It's pretty. It's almost chilly inside, and you walk outside at ten o'clock at night, and you're it's still you're it's still eighty. Bacon. It's still ninety, ninety five, one hundred. <laughs> like, what do you? Uh, what are the big storylines as far as Vegas Summer League that you're looking forward to? Um, Zion, Zion, and Zion. I mean, yeah, obviously, okay. it starts there. I mean, everybody's curious just how. Like, what is he going to look like? How does he fit into the NBA game? So, I mean, that's going to be – that's the guy who's – and they, the NBA, not coincidentally, I should add, uh, has – because John Morant's not playing for the Grizzlies. I, yeah. You know, unfortunately, he's not playing here either. We're all bummed out about that. Yeah, because I, I really wanted to see him, too. They didn't play – they're not playing Brandon Clark either. And then, unfortunately – that a shoulder cleanup, right? Uh, knee, wasn't it? Or was it knee? knee? It was knee. Uh, it was just, uh, just a cleanup, just one of those minor ones. But it's kind of – it's kind of been unfortunate here in Salt Lake because Darius Garland and, and yeah. Kevin uh, Porter Jr. aren't playing for uh, Cleveland too. So um, a little unfortunate, but they're also they, the NBA lined him up against. So first game is Zion against um, or the first primetime game, Zion against R.J. Barrett in the Knicks. So that, that no that's going to be good. There, yeah, that's it? no accident. It's going to be. Um, so I'm curious to see what he looks like. Plus, there's always just ends up being guys who leap out. You know, you watch, and that that happened here last night. I mean, I was watching with I watched the Jazz game, and I was like, "Man, Jarrell Brantley can play." Yeah, the University of Charleston. I went with I think 50th pick, a guy who wasn't that heavily recruited, but I know he stood out at Portsmouth. I started hearing his name with, at there, and I'm like, "Man, I loved the way he played last night. I thought he had a really good command of the game and just a high IQ and was making smart plays." And the book on him was. Is he athletic enough? Is he really going to be explosive in the NBA because he's going to have to guard explosive guys? His block shot when he got up and blocked that one shot yeah. was like, oh, he can explode. All yeah. right, like maybe maybe they're a little off on him. So that was like those are the kind of guys we like. They they pop and maybe he ends up with a two way. Maybe you know, we'll see what happens. But you watch them for a while and then in a couple of years, it's a great way also to judge how much better guys are. Lonnie. Um, Lonnie Walker Jr. with the Spurs, like we saw him last year. Yeah, you see him at summer league this year. You get to see a apples to apples kind of comparison because during the season he's kind of buried on that Spurs or was last year kind of buried with the Spurs that's why I was telling hands I remember the first year watching Darren Williams play yeah. and when they had the old summer league here in Utah yep. and he was pedestrian yeah and then the second year he came back and they played two games and they sent him home so like, get out of here yeah you're- and the guys who it's it's a good measuring stick if you're watching summer league period if a guy got regular minutes as a rookie not you know star minutes but yeah. just regular rookie minutes he should own a summer league game he should he should do what Lonnie Walker Jr. did last day he went in put up 20 had bursts of athleticism where you're like okay yeah this yeah. guy can play you want to see that if you don't that's a, if 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 you don't and you're oh I don't know everybody the Phoenix Suns have drafted outside of Booker in the last 10 years then then it's a concern <laughs> You know, I was thinking about the the amount of role players that you can find as these lower end draft picks or yeah. some of these free agents. What are some of the percentages for a second round draft pick or a free agent to make a team and have any type of contribution? We did see it with Toronto last year, yeah. But uh, what are the percentages? It, it's pretty low. Um, it, the general book is that about forty percent of the guys are first rounders. Um, Twenty uh, percent are twenty to twenty-five percent are second, and then the guys who go undrafted still make about about ten to fifteen percent at any given time. Like mm. guys the, the, that fight through and do that, and there's those guys you start to see at summer league who stand out, and you're suddenly like, "Hey, that uh, that that guy played really well f- last night." And you know, I where did he come from? How did he? You know, yeah. Those are and and that happens with the teams too. So I mean, it's it's. Um, 
but it's it's a long shot. The other thing is you've got to kind of break the second round up into two. You have to think of it differently. The first 10, 12, some years 15 picks. Like, But once you get to early 40s, like if you're drafting 37, 38, you can still get... 35, 37, 38. You, get, you can still get a guy who was a borderline first-round player and he's not on a guaranteed contract and you have a chance with him. By the time you get past 45, it's, guys do make it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Manu Ginobili, like those guys who come out of there, they were special. But by the time you get past 45, it's the odds get really low. They really drop off. Yeah. Kurt Heelan here in studio here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. So let's take Kawhi out of it. And I know that's impossible to do. <laughs> but let's just take Kawhi out of it right now. Give me your power rankings in the West, Ooh. like top top four. I'm still going to keep Houston on top. I still think they were the second best team in the league last year at the end of the season. They're bringing the band back together. We'll see what they look like. I'd probably still have them there. I Look... Chris Paul and James Harden have to go to some marriage counseling because yeah. they're, not, they're not they're they're not getting separated like they're not they're, you yeah. can't trade Chris Paul's contract you're not trading Harden but I still think they work it out well enough to be good so we'll see what, just, what caused all that just Chris Paul being Chris Paul Chris Paul's not easy to play with Chris Paul is is James Harden easy to play with not particularly but he's a little more mellow Chris Paul is a in your face kind of intense competitor who doesn't necessarily wear it on his sleeve in a you know Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant kind of way, yeah. but is fierce and is the really smart, is a high, 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 high IQ player. If not the smartest in the league up there with LeBron and a couple other guys, he's right, you know, he's right there. And he's happy to tell you why you were wrong, <laughs> why you were out of position. And that that wears on guys. It wore on DeAndre Jordan. It wore on Blake Griffin a lot. That's where that tension came from was just Hey, I was thinking this. I, he sees the play before it happens, and so why didn't X? Why didn't you do X? Why didn't you see what I saw when you know he's seeing different things? So that really wears on guys. But also, he lost half a step last year. He needed yeah. He needed motion in the offense. He needed picks to create space. He he was second in the league in isolation two years ago. He couldn't do that the same way last year. James Harden is like. Dude, I am an MVP level. I'm the reigning yeah. MVP. I'm an MVP level player. Get out of my way. So I think, but I think they'll work it out because ultimately, with what happened to the injuries to the Warriors and now Durant leaving, there's a real. Everybody realizes there's a gap. Yeah, I would have the Jazz, by the way, second right now. Oh, really? I would about, have the Jazz second, and then how about Denver? They would be third. I yeah. still think that in they're front of, in front of Golden State. Yeah, I'd probably have them four. Well, the Lakers again. We, there's a lot of moving parts there, but leaving Kawhi out of it, I'd still have the Lakers. Four, fourth or fifth, um, it's it's really yeah they're they're really hard to read just because yeah. we'll see how they fit together like that's just all new. Um, Denver I like, but I I like the moves Utah made this offseason a lot better. I think Denver's going to be look they're just going to get better. They locked up Jamal Murray which they should do. They've gotten guys who are better, but they they didn't make the kind of bold moves that Utah made to really step into the gap because Golden State <laughs> Golden State's still going to be good, but I yeah. mean I just. It, it doesn't feel like they were so mentally weary and they were willing to talk about, man, it's just five straight trips to the finals. We are just burnt. There seems like this is going to be the, you know, Steve Kerr was joking after that about, you know, hey, can we go on sabbatical to Italy for a year and just come back? Like, I think <laughs> mentally they're kind of, they're going to go through the motions next year and they'll get clay back whenever, but yeah. I just don't think they're the same. Does Hassan Whiteside change things in Portland? He's a place filler until they get Yusuf Nurkic back. He's, um, I mean, he's... 
every third game when he really plays well, um, he's, he can be a force. In the nights he shows up, he's good. But uh, And he's one of those guys, like, he will probably look good against Utah because he knows he's going up against Gobert. So he's yeah. like, oh, man, I've got to show up yeah, for this yeah, game. Yeah. But, but he doesn't do that night in and night out. But he's, I mean... Nurkic is legit, and I, I kind of—I guess I kind of left Portland off that list. I think it's—I would have Utah two, Denver three, and then I really think there's like it's got to sort out between Lakers, Golden State, Portland, Denver. I think they're really all bunched up, and it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I think the West is really de- and really deep with teams getting better. By the way, Kemba's not Kyrie, but could Boston be better because Kemba's not Kyrie? He's not on the floor, no. But I think that they're—they're. Um, they're the vibe around that team will be better. I think How much does Horford hurt? That's the one I was about to say. Yeah. That what they really miss is Horford and the defense. They are not going to be... I mean, this is... Brad Stevens is a defensive coach. He wants that to be... The last couple of years, they've been a really good defensive team. They're just not going to be right now. I mean, they've got Marcus Smart, but after that, it's just... They do not have rim protection. Daniel Thies is not a rim protector. They've gone out and got a couple of European players, but they don't have the kind of athleticism and everything on the back end. So they're going to be... They are going to struggle, but I think they've set themselves up. They've still got, I forget the exact number, but I think it's 3,027 picks over the next three drafts or something. Like, they're still going to be able to make moves and, and move up. And I think, I think in a couple of seasons they can put themselves in position, but right now they're a full step behind uh, Philadelphia and, and Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee. By the way, what is Golden State's cap and their tax going to look like? Uh, they're over. Um, it's at, without Kevin Durant, it comes back down to a more less insane number. Especially, by the way, considering. Do not forget they um, they're moving into a new building yeah. that just prints money. They are doing what? <laughs> well, they're doing what a lot of teams are doing now, which is they're building an arena as a footprint to build housing. And every you know everything that kind of revives yeah. around it, you know retail spaces and restaurants, and you create a little nightlife around the building, and you make this a real estate deal as much as anything. And the the Warriors are in essence the anchor tenant of that. That is, they are printing money. They are they've already got a zillion concerts coming. Opening it by the way, Metallica with and with a symphony orchestra. Really? Yeah, that's the opening concert there, which I'm like, I'm vaguely I'm, curious to I'm, see. I'm, I'm down with <laughs> yeah. that. I would um, love it. Yeah, because they they did an album where they used quite a bit of orchestra in it. Yeah, so they're doing. They're. I don't know if this is a tour, or if they're how they're doing it, but that's what they're using to open Chase Center. That's the first show in there. But um, it's going to be. Look, they're going to be good, and I they're going to be over the cap, but they're making so much they just could not care less. Before we let you go, uh, Crystal Ball. Kawhi, when, when does it come out, and who's he playing for? And again, we're not holding you to yeah, it. Just please, please, 100%, 100% pure speculation yeah, pure, on your part. Um, I, I, think, I, I feel more confident in saying it gets done, if not Tuesday night, you hear the announcement Wednesday. Uh, like Very few guys like to carry that into the 4th of July and have that hanging over their heads. Yeah. And, um, it usually gets done. Plus, I think there is, a certain, there is a certain amount of pressure now with how fast everything else moved. Um, if you made me... If you made me guess right now, I'll just say, again, I heard every, everything second, third hand. I don't feel comfortable, but I'd say Lakers because that's where the buzz is. But Kawhi's his own cat, man. Nobody nobody really knows. And, and as long as he doesn't come out and say Orlando Magic, I don't think anything's going to shock me. So he's got a pretty big group around him. Oh, it's but, not. Yeah. But he's not influenced by him, do you think? Or, or not. Look, everybody talks about Uncle Dennis. Uncle Dennis has been around. 
look, Uncle Dennis was around and was the father, n- not trying to manipulate him, just was yeah, the yeah, father yeah. figure when his dad got murdered when he was in high school. So I was like, <clears throat> there's a real, a real bond there, and I think there is certainly influence, but it's the the circle around him of like. Let's just say I don't think Nike thinks they have all time. You know, he's not worth Nike anymore. Now he's over with what, New Balance, right? Yeah. Like the shoe companies realize they just they're along for the ride. They're not getting like he, he's going to do what he wants. But you're not, you know, he's just not going to be what Steph Curry and 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 honestly, what Donovan's becoming in terms of a, a guy who looks like he can sell some shoes and is going to get a nice deal. And I, 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 did he do it? I don't know. Did he do a China tour? He's here uh, now. I don't know if he did one. He's got one. Either did it or he's got, got one, one coming up. They all they all do that. Yeah. That's why I thought there'd be bigger names playing for the U.S. in in uh, the World Cup. A couple of guys begged. Some of the Durant and some of these guys aren't doing it. I was a little, well, Durant now is obvious, but um, some of the guys that didn't do it, I was a little surprised just because playing in that Chinese market, like they thought they were going to get everybody. Yeah, interesting. Well, hey, we cannot thank you enough for doing this. I know you yeah, got thanks, a lot Kurt. of obligations. Oh, but man, I love it. It's been great man. doing this over it. the last couple of years. It's nice to finally be in here and, and, and see what you guys have to put up with with Lloyd. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's really, Sorry it's we're really let great. down here. Yeah, no. Every, every day putting up with Lloyd. We do appreciate it, though, man. We've loved that you come on. Our, our listeners love you. The market loves you. So we really do appreciate your uh, insight. Thank, thanks a lot. I love being here. It's, I'm always happy to come here. I've, you guys got to keep doing the summer league. Yeah, this is great. for sure. No doubt about it. That's Kurt Heelan. More coming up next. 97.5, 1280 The Zone.